Hey, Jen, want to talk about quickies and mercy sex? Oh, mercy. Great. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the blight of mercy sex and the art of a quickie. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Welcome to the podcast where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, intensive weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and now a podcast. And today on the podcast, we're talking about the difference between a quickie and mercy sex. Yeah, you've piqued our listeners' interest because they're thinking, what are you talking about? This topic uh, comes from a question that was submitted uh, at our recent uh, seminar in Fort Worth. We had a Q&A session, an, an anonymous Q&A session. Uh, and so uh, this, uh, this question comes in uh, via that. We, we did address it, I guess, briefly at the retreat, but we right. wanted to really devote a little bit more time since we've never really, I think, made this distinction before and really never talked about quickies, mercy sex, etc. And we're going to define all that for you, don't worry. But <laughs> first, let me remind you that registration is now open for the annual marriage retreat. Yes, and we're already getting lots of registrants pouring in. Pouring in, so that's exciting. And uh, uh, if you want some more information about that, go to the website, uh, www.intimatecovenant.com. Okay, so again, today's question um, comes from uh, a, a question that we got during our Q&A session. And let me just read the question for you verbatim as the, uh, as the uh, asker asks it, if you will. Um, this husband says, uh, If I proposition my spouse for sex and they offer to let me do what I need but are clearly not wanting to or into it, what should I do? That is my only viable option for that sort of gratification, but it feels icky or like I'm taking advantage of my spouse when I know that they're not really willing and feels like a no-win situation either way. It's either no sex at all or not good sex. Do you have an opinion or biblical ideas that could help with this? All right. It's a great question, Matt. You said it was from a husband, but actually we don't know that. I guess it, we don't. It, it could You're be. Right. It could be a wife too. So could be. we will be approaching this Um Maybe a little bit more from the the husband being the writer, but certainly there are plenty of cases where a wife wants sex and a husband's not so into it as well. Sure, that's a good point. All right, so um, <laughs> that said, we are we will address this from the stereotypical husband being the higher desire and the wife being the lower desire. But go back and look at some previous episodes um, if that's not uh, the case in your marriage. But the question that I would ask the questioner is why would you be settling for that kind of sex? This is something that we're talking about here is what I would call mercy sex, where one spouse is just giving in to the constant questioning, the constant asking, or they're just giving in to do what you have to do, as the uh, questioner says, 
um, do what you have to do. Get your get get yourself off so that we can move on and and can be done with it. But I don't want to be involved in the process. Right. So we define mercy sex as a one sided sex offered by the lower desire spouse. That's really just meant for the physical gratification of the higher drive spouse. Right. right. So, so husband, my question to you would be: Why are you settling for this? Is this really the kind of sex that you want? And if it's not, then stop settling for this kind of sex. The, 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 the husband here asks uh, or says that he feels icky about it. And I mean, frankly, I hope that you do. You should feel icky because sex is not just about meeting your purely physical needs. Right. Um, if you're not connecting when you're having sex, if you're not having sex for the purpose of connecting emotionally, and it's just for your physical gratification, you should feel icky. You should feel like you're taking advantage or just using your spouse because frankly, you are. Right. Um, you know, your wife is not just a receptacle for your sexual desires. Uh, and, and that's just not how it should be. Now, uh, you know, if, if she's not into it, if she's not into having sex, if she never wants to have sex, that is a conversation you definitely need to be having. Stop just settling for getting your physical needs met. You need to be having a conversation about why she is not into it. Why does she not want to have sex with you in a meaningful way, in a way that is promoting connection? Now, that said, husband, I certainly have sympathy for you because it might be the case that your wife is simply not willing to be into it. Right. Right. I think that's, you know, a definite, um, sadly, a definite toxic cycle that plays out in a lot of marriages. Um, And I guess, Matt, you asked the husband, why would you settle for that? I would ask the wife, uh, why would you offer that? Hmm. I mean, if you don't want to be treated like a piece of meat, then don't offer it. As the writer of the question says, they feel icky. I can tell you that when you are the one um, just flat out offering mercy sex, you feel icky too, because both of you are missing the point. And so it's never okay to just offer your body as a piece of meat to meet that physical gratification for your spouse. You ought to be engaging your mind, your body, and your spirit and seeking connection with your spouse. And frankly, if if you go into sex expecting to meet with your spouse, you might actually find him or her. Mm. It's all about what your mindset is going into sex. Now, that said, you don't have to have an orgasm every time. Neither party. Right. You know, either one of you. Either one of you. Um, It's not about orgasm. It is about connection. And so in order to connect, you must be engaged and you must take the opportunity to feel all the pleasure and connection that you can get out of it. So orgasm may not be possible that night. That's okay. But you have to show up. Mm -hmm. You have to be engaged. You can't just lay there waiting for it to be done. Yeah. I think the kids these days call that starfishing. Oh, 
We, it's a new term. Okay, I don't even understand that. But great. I'm glad you're up with the kids these days, hey, Matt. You know, got to stay hip. Keep, stay gotta, in hip. Got to keep okay. the street cred okay. if we're going to have a podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. All right. So, I mean, reality is sex requires intentional preparation yes. for both of you. True sex. Yeah. It, certainly, two bodies can come together. And, and somebody can get off, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's certainly possible. That is not true connection sex. No, it's not intimacy. It's not intimacy. And, and frankly, in order for this to happen, if you're the lower desire spouse, if you've ignored or even avoided all sexual thought or connection all day long... You're not going to be able to flip a switch as soon as 10 p.m. comes and you realize, oops, I haven't done him yet, so got to check that off my to-do list. Right. It's going to going to take some preparation and, and exactly. intentionality. And really, that that's true for both of you, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second. But maybe let's um, back up and differentiate more specifically the difference between what we're going to define as mercy sex versus... What we think is really a great tool in, for marriages that we call a quickie. Absolutely. Big so, difference. Big difference. Um, and I, I hopefully we can uh, make that differentiation clear to you. But uh, I think as we've been saying that mercy sex um, happens really for one or both parties' physical gratification only. Right. Um, in a lot of cases, it's the higher desire who finally wears down the lower desire spouse um, or the lower desire spouse just simply feels guilty. Yeah. Um, and so they give in. They then will allow sex to happen. They'll allow their body to be used mm-hmm. um, as a receptacle, if it, if you will, or even just offering other means, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. I'll ha- give you a hand job. Hand job you know? or oral sex to to get things over with so that the, the higher desire will just kind of be done with it. Well, and, and that phrase right there, if your mindset is get this over with, you're having mercy sex. Right, right. It, it's, mercy sex is one-sided and really mm-hmm. at best because uh, the, the higher desire knows the difference between whether you're engaged or right. connecting or not. Neither of you are liking this no, nobody's <laughs> Nobody's ultimately satisfied, right? Right, right. Because, you know, in mercy sex, one side just feels like a piece of meat. Yeah. You know, and and the other side feels like they're having sex with a piece of meat that is responsiveless and not engaged. Right. So no, nobody really chooses that. Nobody wants that. Right. Um, so I'm not you, sure. You why know, we you're all- having mercy sex when um, when your mindset is has even like the phrases, uh, which just sends shivers down my spine when I hear it. But if you're approaching sex as in this is my wifely duty. Right. You know, if this is, if you approach sex as in it's a chore, it's something you need to give him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you act like sex is something you give your spouse to keep him from straying, you know, if, if you're following any of those kind of mindsets. Yeah, keep him, keep him from complaining, keep him in uh-huh. a good mood, anything like that, you're offering mercy sex. Right. If this cases. is just an item on your to-do list. You know that's mercy sex. Now, right, but now again, if you're if the husband is 
cranky or grumpy or mistreating you be- when he's not getting sex. He's has fault there as well. So Absolutely. I, I wanna... He's looking for mercy sex, yeah. which is not right Again, on his part. That's right. how he, we started this. And he's, he's accepting it, right. Right. Now, so what's the difference, okay. Matt? That's so, mercy sex. What's a quickie? So a quickie can certainly fulfill the same requirements or the, the same um, constituents that sometimes you're having sex because you one or both of you really needs a, a physical release, a sexual release. The difference yeah. is you're both connecting from that experience. Right. You're both engaged. You're both bringing your mind, body, and spirit to the occasion, and you're putting in some effort, not always the kind of effort that you can give every time, but you're both bringing effort with the goal of connecting. Right. You're, sh- you're both showing up. And, right. and I mean, let's face it, sex is a great tool for stress relief. For and, sure. you know, especially for a higher drive spouse, there is a different kind of need for a sex, a sex connection. Sure. Um, and so there may be times, there will be times that the higher drive particularly kind of just needs sex in a different way than right. a lower drive spouse. So that's certainly there. Yeah, but orgasm in this case is not the primary goal. Exactly. It's the connection. It's likely going to happen for one of you and maybe both if you really engage in the right way, in the right timing. But it's not the goal for either of you. The goal is to connect. Right. Quickies can be enjoyable even for low drive spouses. And and really they should be. Absolutely. even, Even if you're not into it, as it were, it's if, even if it's not your idea, even if it's not something that you would necessarily be asking for, it is a place where you ought to find enjoyment every time. Because right. sex that's painful, whether it's painful physically, emotionally, or spiritually, that's not the right kind of sex. That's not biblical sex. Right. So sex does, does not have to be extraordinary every time. It doesn't have to be the most amazing. It doesn't have to be better than the last time every time. In fact, it's not going to be extraordinary most of the time. That's why extraordinary sex is extraordinary. Extraordinary, right. (laughs) If you always had extraordinary sex, it's not actually extraordinary. (laughs) That's exactly right. But beauty beauty comes in sex from the regular commitment to faithfully come together. To come together with regularity and with intentionality. Um, it, it's this regular faithful connection that, that's what builds the strong bridges where uh, the fullness of eroticism can fully grow. Right. And, and without this regular connection, this uh, regular ongoing connection, you'll never find extraordinary. This is what uh, Stephen Snyder in his book, Love Worth Making, calls this sanctification of the ordinary. I love that. I just love that phrase. Yeah. I love that idea that... We can take what is ordinary, that regular coming together, sometimes what we might even call ordinary sex, regular weeknight, Tuesday night, vanilla sex. Vanilla sex. (laughs) We can take that and sanctify that, make it special, make it a priority, make it something that we put effort into, and even a quickie on a Tuesday night can still be something special and something that builds the place, builds the foundation where something more uh, extraordinary can happen at a later time. Uh, In fact, um, Pablo Picasso, the famous artist, um, I know you all are hoping for a Picasso (laughs) quote, but (laughs) Picasso says, I believe in inspiration, 
but it must find you working. Mm, that's a good one. That'd be a good one to like, you know, paint on kids' walls, like as an other words, get up and do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you, the great things can happen, but you've got to put the effort in right. uh, to get there. And so in order to enjoy great sex, you first have to learn to enjoy good sex. Wow. Right. And I think we can explore that more after the break, Matt. Let's talk about how to improve our quickies. We want to make sure you know about the upcoming Intimate Covenant Annual Retreat. Our theme this year will focus on building spiritual intimacy in your marriage relationship. Of course, we will also be talking plenty about sex, too. Sex is spiritual, after all. Calm down, Matt. Yes, we will be covering a number of topics designed to help start conversations with your spouse to build oneness in your relationship. The retreat will be hosted at the beautiful luxurious City Place Marriott at Springwoods Village, located in North Houston, near the Woodlands. The accommodations are lovely and the entire surrounding area is beautiful. You can enjoy great dining and shopping nearby as well. The 2021 retreat is September 23rd through the 25th. That's a Thursday evening through Saturday afternoon. The session on Thursday evening is optional, although it's usually pretty fun. So when you register, you have the choice of staying one or two nights in a very comfortable king room at the Marriott. And we can even add on extra nights to your stay if you want to extend your getaway. Not only will you get lots of great information and a comfortable hotel room, but we intentionally build in plenty of free time into the itinerary so that you can spend time relaxing, having fun, and having focused conversations with your spouse. Plenty more information is available at the website, intimatecovenant.com. Click on the retreat tab at the top of the page and you'll find all the details, including a tentative itinerary and even a free audio recording from a previous retreat. Only a $200 deposit is needed to hold your spot. And if you register soon, you'll save with early bird pricing. Sign up while spots are still available. We'd really love to spend this special weekend with you. All right, Matt. So before the break, we were talking about Mercy sex and quickie, what the differences are, um, and kind of helping to point all of us into the realm of a good quickie. So let's get into what are some tips for making our quickies better. Great. Always looking to make it better, even a quickie. Uh, but I think to, to make it better, first we have to understand the purpose. And we got into this a little bit, but just to clarify again, the purpose for your sex has to be connection. It has to be mutual pleasure. Uh, sometimes your quickies are going to be so that you can both uh, blow off some steam and and relieve some stress. Or sometimes a quickie is so that one or both of you can just frankly sleep better that night. Yeah. Those are always great purposes for sex. But again, the primary purpose every time ought to be for better connection. Right. And I think it's important for low drive spouses to realize there is a purpose to sex other than just, well, my high drive spouse just needs sex in a way I don't. Yeah. You not know? just a purpose, but even a benefit, a benefit. for that low right. drive spouse. Right. Yeah. Both of you can, can, you know, get great benefit from, um, from sex. I mean, not outside of just the connection and the intimacy that it builds for you guys. Right. When you're having a hard time with the kiddos, 
That's pretty stressful. See sex as a stress relief, not something that adds to your stress, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, even if it's not resulting in orgasm, it, it should create better connection. And absolutely. just knowing that you're connected to your spouse brings a great deal of relief uh, and and, and uh, good feelings. So uh, I, I think, I mean, food is always a great analogy, right? So <laughs> compare f- sex with food. There's a difference between going through the drive through at McDonald's and sitting through a, a multi-course meal at a nice place like, you know, I don't know, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, we'll, we'll say. Yeah, or, there's or your a favorite. big difference between yeah, those two. There is, but in the end... Both of them are serving a single purpose, which is nourishment. Now, sometimes you have time for multiple courses and you have all night to enjoy that. Sometimes you have a short period of time, but you need to get fed and you need something that still is going to taste good. Now, some of you may argue that McDonald's doesn't taste good. (laughs) I would be one of those. I would disagree with that opinion. (laughs) And now you know a point of contention in our marriage. (laughs) Let's let's make it holier and say Chick-fil-A. Well, there you go. Now we're talking about the, the good the good Christian chicken. Okay, so <laughs> whatever your favorite fast food is, they're both serving a purpose, but they yeah. both can be enjoyable and suit the purpose that you are requiring of them. Right. So it doesn't they both have, have to a be, place. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. have to be gourmet every time, right? but it should be enjoyable every time. Um, and so I think to get into that a little bit deeper, you, you really have to do some introspection and think about what meaning have you attributed to sex? That's what, a hard question. What is sex for? In your relationship or in your mind, is is sex to you only about the husband? Right. Is it only about fulfilling his needs? Right. Or is it just for, you know, um, satisfying his sexual urges? Um, What's the meaning for sex? What's the purpose for sex in your marriage? And what's the purpose for sex the last time you had sex? Mm-hmm. What was the purpose and what's the purpose for sex the next time you're going to have sex? Right. And I think we've referred to this before, but it is so helpful if you as a couple rank your sex, like go ahead and, and vocalize this to one another. These are the types of sex that we have. First, maybe even recognize there are different types right. of sex and that is a good thing within sure. a marriage sure. you know so use whatever for phrases you want maybe assign a assign restaurant names to every okay. level of that sex works. that you have <laughs> you know sometimes or, it's you know chick-fil-a sometimes it's chilies okay <laughs> sometimes it's well, and chick-fil-a would come before McDonald's, let's be honest. Whatever, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Sometimes it's a pop tart that you you know grab on the way out the door. It's, nice, you know, I, I yeah. Know. Pop I'm in and out. Making, oh, that's great, honey. Making stuff up, <laughs> or even numbers, you know. But in whatever way, have that conversation with your spouse of what are the different types mm-hmm. of sex that we have, and then be clear to each other about what your expectations are. Yes, um, you need to each verbalize what are you expecting tonight. Um, are you expecting, you know, you've, you've spent all day together at, on a date or whatever you, you have a mm-hmm. different expectation if you're staying in a hotel alone together versus if it's a, you know, Tuesday night. Right. So have, have that and be clear about that and be clear about what you're expecting. If you both would love to be satisfied with a three tonight because you both want something, but you both don't have the time or the energy to put all the effort into it then make that clear and give it the best three you can give it. Right. Uh, be, be clear about what you want. But if you want a, a 7 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 tonight, 
you better be clear about that, make the proper preparations, um, and, uh, and, and put the uh, effort and, and the preparations that are going to be required, the time that's going to be required for that. Right, because sometimes, you know, I, I want, I can give you a three and you're looking for a five. Well, sometimes it might be worth the wait sure. to have better sex at a later date. And Absolutely. Again, this is this is great for a lower drive spouse to to actually force themselves to vocalize. This is where I'm at right now, but I will take responsibility for owning my sexuality by getting myself to a different place tomorrow night. And right. that means I will prioritize having a sexual connection with you throughout my day. Mm-hmm. I will I will take a nap when the kids <laughs> nap right. instead of clean or whatever it is. I will purposely think about sex. I will make sure to bring myself yep. en- more engage, fully engaged. Yeah. Engage that fantasy through the day. Th- th- those are ways to, to wait. And right. as, so, as a higher drive, I... I there are mo- most times if I ask and all she has is a three, but I'm promised a five tomorrow, I'll take that nine times out of 10 because that's just, that's really what I'm looking for. I'm not yeah. looking to just get off. I'm looking for connection. Right. Right. But if both of you are good with threes, have a three, have a, three. Have a quickie. That's fine. You know, you got lots of little kids in the house that you're going to have a lot of, okay, baby will be awake in 30 minutes. You're on, bud. <laughs> That's right. That's but again, right. if you're putting some intention into your sexual connection, it will change everything. Right. Even if all you have is five minutes, you can have a great five minutes together because you've put forth some intention and Absolutely. you've seen the connection that comes from that. And, and scheduling often makes a big difference here. Yes. Um, if, if you've scheduled it, then you both know it's coming so you both can prepare. And so this isn't just like the, the questioner um, asked at, at the beginning uh, that or th- they're stating that, you know, when I ask my wife for sex, then and they don't really want it, but they say, go ahead and do it. That sounds like an exchange that's happening at bedtime or at 10 yeah. o'clock or whatever. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to read too much into it, but that, that sounds like something where you haven't had a conversation about sex until it's time to have sex. Yeah. And that's too late for anybody to prepare adequately. Right. You haven't spent the time to connect emotionally. Your wife is exhausted from the day and hasn't had time to put any effort into her mental preparation. So th- there's just no... That's just a recipe for disaster. Absolutely. And scheduling regular sex is so good for a low drive spouse mm-hmm. because it can give them the time they need to prepare to, to more fully engage. You know, but both of you can take that time to prepare spiritually, emotionally, and sexually so that you can both get what you need to make it a better connection. Right. And so if you're, if you're making, having intention about it, you will need to rely less on quickies because you both will have had the opportunity to Absolutely. prepare. Absolutely. And I think that's really important too, Matt, that we advise that every couple needs to spend more time connecting emotionally Yeah. so that then they are ready for that physical connection. You can't treat... You know, sex is just the separate thing that happens in your bedroom. It is so tied to the emotional health of your relationship. And so if you've ignored her all day and you're upset that she just gives in and offers her body to you at the end of the day, 
What did you do to help bring her, you know, to oh, that yeah. place of of wanting sex with you? All, all of those one word or one syllable responses that you gave to her questions mm. when you get home from work, uh, it, it feels the same, right? Yes. She just feels like she's talking to a wall, just like you feel like you're making love to a wall when yeah. uh, when she's offering just her body at the at the end of the day. Right. Um, you have to engage with her emotionally if you expect that she's going to want to engage with you sexually. Right. And and that should be happening all day long, yes. and especially in the evening. If if you two are in the same house together, and yet you are spending those hours completely separated, you are missing it. Mm-hmm. And you will not have good sex that night. No, that's that's just the way that it is. Because the, the quality of your sexual relationship will absolutely reflect the quality of your emotional relationship. Right, right. Uh, one, one thing that really helps with quickies um, in general is to, even if you only have a short time, spend some time, devote some of that time to arousal. Don't yeah. go from zero to 60. With, yeah. Don't go from, you know, lying beside each other to full-on thrusting in, in a matter of seconds. <laughs> you, you, you've got to spend some time with arousal. That Part of that arousal happens emotionally. So you've got to spend some time in conversation, in um, staring in each other's eyes and, and talking to each other uh, in, a, in an intimate way. But that also means that you've got to spend some time physically arousing each other to right. get each other to a point where you are in a better physical state for intercourse. Right. Sometimes lubrication can be helpful to um, make that a more smooth process. And I, I frankly would say, Matt, not sometimes, all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean... So have, have the lube easily accessible and make this a part of your pre-sex, you know, right. or, or I should say, um, you know, pre-penetration process. Like just use the lube because again, for low drive women, especially your body's probably not going to come on board until you have already really engaged in having a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And that's usually about 20 minutes in. Well, you know, if you're actually having a quickie, you're probably, you're probably done by then. Yeah. So J- just get in the have habit, the yeah. loop. get in the habit. And honestly, it's not just helpful for penetration or intercourse. Yeah, it's helpful anything. for any kind of touching. Um, it just makes it smoother, easier, and more effective. Right. And I think another thing, um, when it comes to, you know, if you're looking at a need to speed up the process a little bit, consider a vibrator for a wife. I mean, whether that's being you know, using it for the beginning to kind of awaken the body parts a little bit sooner or in the middle, you know, to, to bring some more pleasure for her or even at the end after, you know, he has already had his pleasure. I mean, again, your goal's not necessarily orgasm, but be engaged and come to the party. If you want a quickie to result in orgasm for the wife, a vibrator is a great way absolutely um, to to help make that happen. Again, whether you're using that before, during, or after um, intercourse, that's all, all often uh, can be helpful. Um, and I, I would just kind of summarize most of this by just saying to maximize your opportunity. Yeah. When, when you have time, then take it. All right. When when you have the when you have an hour or two hours, take that and devote your your attention to your sexual relationship but right you may not always have that time but when you do have that time even if it's 20 minutes take it and maximize it do what it takes 
to make that the most enjoyable 20 minutes or five minutes that you can, right. can make it. Both of you need to bring all of you. Yes. To, and so that process. So quickies serve a purpose, but not if that's every single time you're having sex. If so all you have is quickies, then you're missing the point you're as missing well. missing the point. So when you have time, put your phones down, yes. get the TV out of your bedroom. Yes. Get started early. Absolutely. And get some connection happening. Um, you know, make also make those preparations, like just be prepared to have sex. Come on, you're married people. You're going to have sex, so make this this easier for yourself. Again, have the lube ready. Yes, have a a a hand towel or a washcloth easily accessible so you're not not distracted or dissuaded by the the cleanup that's going to be necessary. You guys know how this works. You all have your (laughs) after-sex routines. Make it simple and be prepared for this um, so that can happen readily and easily. And demonstrate enthusiasm um, so to give your spouse what they need to get the most from each uh, sexual connection. Just show up. I mean, in short, show up. Show up. Both of you. Both of you. Show up. Yeah. All day, show up. But especially when you're in the bed, show up. Engage Mm -hmm. with each other emotionally, spiritually, sexually. Right. um, And that will make for a great quickie, even if it only takes five minutes. High drives, show up emotionally. You know, make your low drive spouse feel connected to you even mm-hmm. before you enter that bedroom. Low drives, show up, put some effort into this. If, if you if you agree to have sex, you need to show up. Right. All right, Matt. Great episode. Give us our wrap up. Stop settling for mercy sex. Husbands and wives, don't accept it and don't offer it. Yeah. Sex is for connection, not just to use your spouse's body or to be used. Right. By your spouse. Nobody likes that. Right. On the other hand, a quickie is a great tool in a sexually and emotionally healthy marriage. Uh, a quickie can offer one or both of you a quick recharge and connection, even in the midst of busyness. Finally, the best quickies happen when you both understand each other's expectations and when you have made proper preparation sanctify even ordinary opportunities for sex in your marriage. All right. If you have something to add, we would love your feedback, your questions, your suggestions via the email podcast at intimatecovenant.com. Now it's time to grab your spouse and your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about how you can connect more during sex, even with a quickie. Thanks for listening and for all your support. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.